On today's episode, we're going to find out how death ruins the planet or how it can help the planet. Welcome to Plot Twist. My name is Morgan, and I once stuck a red plastic bead up my nose. Can you, like, mention how old you are? Because I... Or, or are we just going to leave it? Are we just going to leave it and let it... <laughs> just going to Just let it ride. Okay. I said once, as in, like, once upon a time, like, a while Once, ago. like, yesterday. Once, like, 10 like, years ago. I don't really know how old I was. I was probably between the ages of, like, 7 and 9. Between the ages of 7 and 29, you know, somewhere <laughs> between there. I was young. <laughs> old enough to know, but young. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Janelle, and one time I got a, an antibiotic pill stuck in my throat for over nine hours and had to go to the emergency room to get it removed. <laughs> this is Plot Twist, a grave affair. We're talking about everything that happens at the funeral home and beyond. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that is near and dear to my heart, environmental impacts of burials human burials i'm very excited to get to this one and so morgan's going to be going over like the negative impacts that the funeral industry has on the environment and i'm going to be going into some more positive options some more sustainable options and we also actually toured a conservation cemetery and we'll tell you a little bit about that too yeah so we went on a field trip today so it's all fresh in our minds so we can share all right let's talk about the negative environmental impacts that death has or i guess i should say not death but the death industry burial funeral homes etc etc onwards and upwards and downwards really because they're going in the ground the impact that death that the death industry has on the environment greatly depends on the type of ending you wish to have we're going to go over some of those today uh janelle has a lot to talk about about some alternative endings mm-hmm. that you may wish to have that are better for the environment but i'm not really going to talk about those ones so this you know the environmental impact really depends on things like uh, if you're in embalming if you're getting cremated the type of casket you purchase i mean really so many things affect the environment from the death industry that i really didn't even think about before researching all this stuff so maybe it'll get you get you maybe it'll give you something to ponder on i found a wonderful university thesis on the topic of the environmental impact and death by a grace i think her last name is falvey um and it was really really good her thesis states americans bury approximately seventy-three thousand kilometers of wood fifty-eight thousand five hundred metric tons of steel 1.5 million metric tons of concrete and 16.3 million liters of embalming fluid that is enough casket wood to build 4.5 million homes and enough embalming fluid to fill eight Olympic-sized swimming pools every year. Holy shit. It's disgusting. Like, think about that. When you, th- I just, I loved her thesis because she, not only does she point out all of these 
really good numbers, but she gives you a visual. Mm-hmm. Like, really think about swimming pools full of embalming. Like, how big are the, you know, Olympic-sized swimming pools just of embalming liquid? Like, to, ugh, like that's disgusting that we're using yeah. that much every single year. Currently, right now, lawn park cemeteries take up about 1 million acres of land. 1 million. That's crazy. That's insane. I mean, we live in a country with large square footage of area. Yeah. Um, But that's not the case in so many other countries. I mean, we just happen to have Mm -hmm. a lot of space. Exactly. Like New York City, we had an episode where we talked about how I I think you can't even be buried inside of the city anymore. Right. Yeah. You cannot be buried underground. Unless you have like a special apartment or something. Right. And that's, I think, how a lot of European countries are because they don't have that kind of space. Mm -hmm. A lot of them will actually dig you back up. Like you can have your plot and you can be buried for a certain amount of years. Then they dig you back up. You get cremated and given back to the family. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of weird to me, but that seems to be how they do it. I mean, especially land is a limited resource, unfortunately. Right. So, yeah, I just thought that this was just a really great visual to get us started on how death is going to cause death to our planet. If we don't do something soon, not to be dramatic. (laughs) Death practices and traditions range widely and depend upon socioeconomic class and cultural backgrounds, but often in Western culture, Funerals are a large event with often an even larger price tag. There are many items or procedures that could be deemed unnecessary for burial, but again, may be of high significance culturally to one community of people or another. So let's take a look first at caskets. In Western society, often individuals are buried in large, luxurious caskets. But what does this do to our environment when buried deep within the ground? Caskets can actually have a wide range of environmental and public health concerns. Some of the metals that are often used on caskets can break down into harmful toxins. Caskets use wood varnishes, sealers, and preservatives. And these pose a risk of leaching into the soil surrounding the casket. Now, not all caskets are made of wood. You do have some metal options, but these can also pose really harmful impacts on the creatures living in the surrounding area, like poor little turtles, squirrels, bunnies, deer, butterflies. Not the butterflies. (laughs) The butterflies. Materials such as steel, zinc, and lead are poisonous to many animals. I, sorry, I'm going to interrupt really quick. I heard a really crazy statistic. I don't know if you can call it a statistic, but there is enough metal buried inside or buried in the ground in the United States every year from funerals that you could build the Golden Gate Bridge over again every single year. Wow. It's just crazy to me because these are just single-use items. Right. And they're really not that necessary. No. And we're making more of these products daily Mm -hmm. when we already have the resources that are just underground. Right. Yeah. And there's no... The person who is buried can't enjoy it. You know? And I, I think... 
part of the pressure in the funeral industry is that people feel obligated to do the best they can for their loved one. Mm-hmm. I would, I don't, I would feel terrible if everyone came to a close family member's funeral and they're like, "Wow, like they, she got this like janky ass casket." Like, don't you think... Do you think some people really think that way? Like, I would never go to a funeral and be like, wow, look at that casket. I can 100% tell you right now, I mean, I'm pretty young, so thankfully I haven't gone to that many funerals, but I've gone to a handful of funerals, and I can't even tell you what the caskets look like. I always remember. I don't... Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't judge. I'm just actually really fascinated by caskets and really interested. I just... I'm always, like, taken aback by how elaborate they are even the more simple ones are just so elaborate and i'm just not only are caskets a a big issue and maybe something to just kind of keep in the back of your mind if you are planning a funeral or trying to come up with a plan for your own funeral other things to consider when it comes to the funeral industry and these products that they're pumping out and how that affects the environment are you know the cloth linings that go into caskets Mm -hmm. The metal placards that go onto the caskets. I'm trying to think what else might be involved. Uh, can you think of anything else? Even the the, the items people use to memorialize, mm-hmm. like like wreaths and flowers, and even de- decorations at yeah. the cemetery. That's something I didn't touch on, so I'm going to touch it on on it very briefly right now. A lot of the flowers you see at cemeteries are not real flowers. They are fake mm-hmm. plastic flowers Yeah, that do not get picked up. People are not maintaining mm-hmm. them. Of course, they have good intentions. It's wonderful to see people going and decorating their loved one's graves. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are not. I would say 90% of people are not going back to clean that up. No. I actually, as a kid... would walk through the cemetery with my grandma because it was in the back of our neighborhood and I I would never take anything that was on somebody's grave let me preface that I didn't steal these flowers and I would pick up the ones that were just randomly strewn you know the plastic top of the flower has popped off and the flowers like you don't even know where it came from I would like pick these up and take these home they they just become litter yeah basically because nobody's coming back for those nobody thinks to come back for them no because you want them to stay there but they don't i think this is a good reminder for all of us us and everyone listening that when we are visiting graves maybe choose more environmentally friendly options you know some people put little um little like statuettes and that's Mm -hmm. something that's not going to break apart that's something that's going to last over time or my this is years ago but i think this was just like it's such a good idea my aunt was going to see her mother her grave and she bought these gorgeous dried flowers and it it was it was at a craft fair it was at yankee peddler and it was like these you know it was a local artist who grew and dried flowers and went to the cemetery and she left those and i just think that's such a good idea because they're a little bit hardier Mm -hmm. than regular flowers they're going to last a little bit longer yeah, I love that. I haven't seen that before. So if the, the cemetery allows actually planting flowers, mm-hmm. that's always really pretty. And of course, I don't want to yuck any way that someone wants to memorialize a loved one. But I think it's something good to keep in mind is that to make keep these cemeteries 
beautiful and litter free and Mm -hmm. try you know maybe try and do something a little bit more natural exactly a lot of these plastics we're using they just don't break down and disappear if you're not coming to clean them up somebody else isn't coming to clean them up they just get strewn about and these have a massive impact on the environment plastic use has almost doubled since the 1980s And in America alone, just in America, we average 80 million metric tons annually. That's not to mention... Wait, that just... That's not to mention all the other countries that make up this world. Right. That's just us. And really, we're just a small... Portion of that. Portion of this, yeah. I mean, that's crazy. That actually... (sighs) So maybe that'll make you think twice when you're going to visit your loved one and you're thinking of bringing something to spruce up their grave... Maybe try something a little bit more natural. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, if you have the time, walk around the graveyard and pick up pick up some plastics that you see. We can't talk about burials without talking about the land used for cemeteries. Most cemeteries are larger plots of land that are typically kept up with lawn maintenance, pest control, and weed repellents. Generally, these are not environmentally friendly practices. Even just simply mowing the lawn in these areas will cut down biodiversity. Um, Actually, the cemetery that I was saying, I went and picked up flowers and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) That was behind my home growing up. There was a small patch of woods. Like, there are animals that live in this environment. Like, we had an abundance of deer that lived back there who were probably trying to eat some of these plastic flowers. (laughs) Honestly, not that smart. But, you know, you got to think about... Maybe you don't see the animals and you don't see how that could affect the environment, but they do live there. They have to have somewhere to live. And actually, a lot of animals do live in these areas because they are such vast portions of land, Mm -hmm. since we're using up all the land that the animals would normally call their home. You know, field-like areas, maybe like a cemetery, it's where they're navigating to. That's their new... That's their new home, so we should respect it. And that all ends up in our water supply as well, you know, mm-hmm. or into our the water, local water systems. Exactly. And if you think and, you know, that, like you said, one million acres of land in this country are dedicated to cemeteries, if, I mean, if the majority of that are using all this fertilizer, weed repellent, that is a lot of chemicals like Mm -hmm. that is an insane amount of chemicals just used all over it is it's a lot you're probably thinking that you haven't talked about embalming yet well honey i'm getting there we can't skip (laughs) over embalming it's estimated that 50 percent of bodies in the u.s are embalmed I'm honestly surprised it's not more than 50%. I was just going to say that. I feel like that's just generous. Like, I I bet you it's more like 70%. Yeah. I feel like, well, I feel like the cremations are probably cutting in, are the biggest thing cutting into that percentage is that so many are cremated. But a lot of people are embalmed before they're cremated. If they're having a showing, a lot of people will just. Shut up. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, if you're not having a showing, they're probably not going right, to Right. They're just going to cremate you. But a lot of people will still so have a showing where people can come in and see the body. 
if it's open casket, a lot of times people will opt to embalm because they don't really know what's going on and they think, oh, if we don't embalm, mom's going to look like crap. Mm-hmm. I, that makes sense. I see. I, I guess I see what you're saying. So and then again, we're cremating that. That's mm-hmm. going out into the environment. It still all kind of mixes in together. Embalming fluids are made up of a chemical concoction made of formaldehyde, phenol, methanol, and glycerin. The chemicals in this mixture are known by the CDC to be potential human carcinogens. There have been studies done looking at contaminants in aquatic environments near funeral homes, and the research shows an uptick in several contaminants in these areas. I think a good funeral home would really give you your options here, but I'm Mm -hmm. not even sure. I think that because this has just been standard for so long... I don't even know if a lot of people are asking if they want to be embalmed or not. Yeah, people don't know to ask. And even if they are offered the option, I think it's so standard that you're not going to deviate from that. Because I kind of wonder if they just do it anyway. If you don't specifically say, you know, I don't want to be embalmed or not me. I don't want my loved one to be embalmed. I'm not sure. I feel like there's probably a good portion of funeral directors who will just make that kind of standard if they know somebody's going to be doing a showing. Right. It's just, it's just, yeah, but it's standard practice, I think, in a lot of cases. And I don't think that necessarily needs to be the case. Not only can these chemicals be harmful to humans using them and the soil and water they get leaked into, let's also think about how huge the embalming industry is. They're even huge on TikTok. So, (laughs) no way. Truly. Uh, Just the other day, um, I follow a lot of like death tiktok things obviously and there's this one guy who works for frigid fluids and he has his own like tiktok channel huh all about embalming fluids basically huh and this just kind of came up on my what is it what do they call it the for you page on tiktok (laughs) it is it's it's huge this is a really big industry and i can't imagine the factories these are made in and distributed from and what that environmental impact may be and how far it reaches. Well, and especially the occupational exposure to these workers, like the the people who produce mm-hmm. the embalming fluid to the, all of the mortuary workers that yeah, use it. working in the lab, on the factory line for yeah. these. And I think people, at least I, before I got into the field of oncology, really, really underestimated how unfortunately common it is for people to get cancer from things they're exposed to at work and so since you said embalming fluid contains a lot of carcinogens this is a this is a big risk to do you see that often with people who come in um i haven't seen a lot of people with this particular one that has been identified but i guess like occupational more often than i thought okay more often than i thought yeah interesting Mm -hmm. and that they can like trace it back to that this was from the work that i do yeah and that's only the ones that they can trace back Mm -hmm. to because there's other some other things we don't either don't know or weren't able to trace back right or you know don't necessarily have proof to the link between cancer and whatever it is it's just it's scary yeah it is really scary so i had all these concerns about the environmental impact not just from the embalming fluids but from the factories producing them So I did reach out to a few. I reached out to Frigid Fluid and Pierce 
asking them what they could share with me about the environmental impact that the manufacturing of embalming fluids has had and what kind of protocols and or safety procedures they have to help keep the environment or the environmental risk low. I emailed them on July 28th and have had no response. Damn. Yeah. Damn. I was kind of hoping I would get some kind of response. Right. But I didn't. They don't respond to low-time podcasters they like us. They probably didn't even know what to say, to be honest. I'm sure they have a response for their lawyers. Could probably write up if they cared enough. Well, they should share it with me. I, like, I emailed, if you go to their website, it's like, want to know more, contact us. Like, that's mm-hmm. the general, I probably went to, like, their general email, so I'm sure somebody read it. Right. But nobody responded to it. Uh, A lot of these companies not only make the embalming fluids, but like frigid fluid, they they have all sorts of embalming fluids and things that aren't maybe aren't embalming fluids, but things that make the embalming process easier. Other fluids that can help in the process, I believe, and in different products like plastic butt butt (laughs) butt. Damn, that was so excited for it. Like plastic butt plugs. Yeah, butt plugs. (laughs) That most, according to a lot of TikTok funeral directors, most people don't actually use these. I'm so relieved to hear that, honestly. I mean, I think there's plenty that still do, because obviously Mm -hmm. it's a thing. And I can see why. But nobody is recycling these. Oh, they're just staying up there. They're just staying up there. Your body will be gone. Your skin gone. Your bones gone. You know what's left? The butt plug. The butt plug. Whew. There are a lot more issues that go along with the environmental impact that the death industry has. We didn't have time for three episodes, so I just kind of picked the ones that packed the biggest punch to get people thinking about maybe how you would do things differently. And I'm going to share some resources, too, a little bit later, and to kind of get you looking more into this because obviously we're not experts but there are a lot of great people who are Mm -hmm. yeah so that is the negative let's let's move on to some positive janelle share with some positive environmental impacts luckily more environmentally friendly burial options are becoming more and more popular in the united states And a lot of these are not necessarily modern. A lot of it's kind of returning to practices that many cultures have always practiced or similar to to how our ancestors ancestors buried the dead. Um, But some are very cutting edge technology. So you've got options. We're gonna kind of like get with the Gen Z TikTok slang here. We're gonna appeal to our younger listeners, we're going to play fact or cap. Can you explain what cap is to me? Yeah, it's like, well, I just turned 30, everybody, so. Can we, like, put in the, the sound of applause here? Like the, whoa, you know, like the, oh, the yeah, hushed yeah, yeah. one, like the, ah. Yes, you know yes. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just turned 30, so I'm probably not the one to be just, like, explaining this. But, like, you know. Gen Z will be like, no cap and like, no lie. 
So Cap, I think, would be what? Like a lie, like oh. a falsehood. No cap. Wait, let's look it up on um. No lie. Let's look it up on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> now, can I use this in a Scrabble game? I mean, cap is already like a word, so like it has an ball cap. Oh, it's spelled the same way. Yeah, C A P. All right. Cap. I know it's like C A P P or C A P E E. No, just or... just cap. Okay. Cap is spelled like <laughs> okay, a P. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> the word lying, but built different. What? That is some Gen Z absolute nonsense right there. Lie- now we got to go look up built different. Lying for no reason. Like, actually, why would you say this? So. Yeah. All right. We're going to start out with this is kind of an easy one. Okay. We'll give you a softball here. Human composting. Fact or cap? Fact. That's right. Human composting is also called natural organic reduction. And there is a company at the forefront of this called Recompose, and they directly compost human bodies. And we've actually been following Recompose on Instagram ever since the company was just a sparkle in founder Katrina Spade's eye. We actually follow her as well. You, you, I'm sure you've seen that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just weird because I was like doing research for this and I was like, oh my God, I remember when like Recompose just started yeah. like being a company and just started putting stuff out. And I'm like, now... Now they're huge on Death Talk. Yeah, isn't that amazing? I'm like, it's just so cool it's awesome. like, to see what's happened since 2019. So the body is placed in a vessel with a custom mixture of organic material like hay, grasses, wood chips, whatever, depending on the body composition. I don't know what that entails, but they do. And in between 7 to 12 weeks... The corpse soil is ready for is totally ready for use. Not only does this process create healthy soil with no harmful chemical additives, but it also saves one metric ton of carbon dioxide from being released into the atmosphere. Isn't that crazy? Wow. I know. I was like just totally floored. And the soil can be returned to the family, or you can donate some of it or all of it to a forest that like needs like regeneration or whatever. I don't know. It's only legal in seven states, but a lot of states have introduced bills to allow it. This has been a big thing, I think, on. I've seen so much stuff for different states about this on Instagram. Um, Is it legal in Ohio? No. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. You know what? I was going to wear my, when I die, put me in the compost. Just throw, or no, when I die, just throw me in the compost shirt. But it's in the wash. So I was really mad. I was like, this is definitely the day to wear it. But all right. The Capsula Mundi egg pod. You know that pod? You've seen it, right? Where mm-hmm. there's like a person, they, you put them inside an egg pod yes. and then there's like a tree growing yes. on top of it. Yes. Factor cap. Cap. It is cap. The company, I've been seeing this for years. The company still on their website says that it is not in production yet. So I don't think it's not a thing now. And from what I've seen, a lot of morticians say it would be really hard to get the body into that shape after like rigor mortis. And it would just be like gross and awful and bad. So unfortunately, that is 
They're not having people prepay for this on their website, are they? I don't think so. I was. It doesn't look like it. You know like how it. like startup companies oh, are like God, prepay for not. this. I hope not. I think it's a very cool concept, though. It's a very cool concept. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if it will ever be a thing. Actually, you never know. But it looks cool. But yeah, for right now, it's just a prototype, and it's been a prototype for a while. <laughs> yeah. All right. Biodegradable tree urn, like becoming a tree from your ashes factor cap fact that is cap no yeah so there are biodegradable tree urns the problem with this is that you don't actually become a tree if they kind of make it seem like your ashes are going to become part of the tree they've done studies on this and there is no trace of like the sub like this chemical substance from the ashes getting into the tree. So you're basically just mixing ashes in with dirt, soil, whatever. The tree is growing and the ashes are left behind. So yes, Sad. it is a thing, but you're not going to become a tree. Because that's what I always said I wanted, but you're actually not going to become a tree. So I'm putting that under cap, even though it's technically a thing. I don't. I'm hurt by that. I know. I know. My dreams it's are just squashed. Not a possibility. Okay, how about aquamation? Oh, fact. That's right. Aquamation, a.k.a. alkaline hydrolysis, is basically cremation with water instead of fire. The organic material is broken down in a pressurized chamber with alkaline water flowing through the remains. And basically, the family receives a fine powder of bone remains. It's, <laughs> I was looking at it side by side with like traditional cremains and the aquamation remains they're much prettier like it's just it's really well, they're not burn right it's just very pleasing it's they're all the same size it's all just in a pretty white powdery maybe it doesn't actually look like that but i mean well okay they're all this maybe it's just the way that they crush the bones up it is yeah because fyi for anybody out there who thinks that being cremated all of a sudden you open up the cremation door and there's just ashes that's not how that works Right, yeah. I think a lot of people think it is, because I used to. I did too, yeah. So they actually have to manually crush the bones that come out. They're brittle from the process and probably a bit burnt. So right. I feel like that they're more pure. Unlike traditional cremation, aquamation uses no fossil fuels, releases no greenhouse gases into the atmosphere, and it also uses 90% less energy, which is awesome. The drawback is that it creates a large amount of wastewater that is returned to the sewage system. So, see, that was my thing, too, because I'm like, it's going to be filtered out. They are capable of cleaning that. Usually doesn't return to drinking water. But I think some people are understandably icked out by the fact that human remain water is being put into perspective the, the blood that drains out of your body when you get embalmed goes right into our water system that's a good point it's the same thing if not less gross knowledge is power people knowledge is power all right last one the mushroom suit come again the mushroom suit so it it's made of like mycelia and fungi and it's supposed to help your body decompose more quickly after death hmm. 
I say cap? Well, this one I had trouble, honestly. I can't say for sure if it was fact or cap because it is a product that has been created. There has been one, at least one celebrity berry. I can't remember what celebrity it was. Hold on, let me look it up. I need to know now. However, there have been concerns from like morticians and people in the funeral industry that this is something that might not be actually successful in practice and also said that it was something that you could purchase okay wait luke perry is the actor who was buried in the mushroom suit is that a singer song he's an actor, actor luke perry he's from beverly hills 90210 are you gonna say beverly hills beverly hills hill, hill beverly hillbillies uh I never watched 90210. I didn't either, but he's in something else. I forget. But that was back in uh, 2019. But anyway, there there are articles as recent as like this year that says that it's available for purchase. But if you go to the company's website, mm-hmm. the website is defunct. It's been taken down. And they have other products. But I went to their Instagram. Mm-hmm. No post since 2017. And even the website that's linked on the Instagram is has been removed. And I couldn't find anywhere to purchase it. So that sounds a little suspicious. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that is no longer an option. Offsuit or like maybe some kind of false advertising. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm wondering if they got like a bunch of hype and then. It's just weird that the whole thing just disappeared. I know. So I'm calling it a cat. Hmm. So yeah, there's your. I think I did okay. What? Yeah, you did yeah, pretty yeah, good I did actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll go kind of a little bit more into the more typical options for green burials. Um, kind of what you picture when you think of a green burial. So there's a few different tiers of this. A natural burial is the first tier. You can have a natural burial anywhere, like any cemetery that will allow you to have a natural burial. So you can choose to not be embalmed. Avoid pollutants, and if they allow you to use a simple coffin or a shroud or whatever. But if you want to kind of go up a level, we can go to having an actual green burial. And a green burial is actually a natural burial, but it's on specifically a green burial ground. So there's no pesticides being used, there's no contaminants all of the plots are natural burials and then there's actually what we're going to talk about today which is a conservation burial it's a green burial cemetery that actually focuses on conserving the land promoting biodiversity of different species and it helps protect the land by having people buried there that that land can never be developed because there are people buried there so When I was researching for this article, I actually found that there is a natural burial cemetery about 30 minutes away from where we grew up, which is like, I'd never, ever heard of this before. It's called Foxfield Preserve, and it's one of only 10 conservation burial grounds in the U.S. Way to go, Ohio. Way to go, Ohio. We have something cool. I was lucky enough to be able to join a presentation by their associate director, and both of us got to tour the grounds today as well. So it was really exciting. 
Foxfield Preserve was started in 2008 on 20 acres of old farmland. The area is now populated by trees, grasses, wildlife, and, of course, corpses. As with most natural burial grounds, they don't allow embalming, non-biodegradable clothing or containers, or the concrete vaults that are used in typical modern burials. When a lot of people think of natural burials, at least what I do, I picture like the funeral shroud, but that's not the only thing, not the only option available. So like I said, you can choose the burial shroud. It has to be made with natural fibers that are going to biodegrade. But they also allow natural wood caskets and the joinery hinges and Mm -hmm. everything has to be wood. So you can't have like glue, nails, anything like that. So all that's going to break down. And it'd be like untreated wood. You can do... I imagine those are quite expensive, to be honest. No, they're actually a lot cheaper than... Really? Your typical casket. Mm-hmm. I, I was just thinking they're... I was thinking more expensive because where would you find that, you know? Yeah, no, they're actually a lot... They're a lot cheaper than your typical... I wonder Amish in the area make Oh, I, oh yeah. Because, you know, they're so known for their woodworking. That's true. Yeah, I wonder if Amish... Since this is an Amish country, basically, mm-hmm. that is a really good point. There are also a lot of companies that specialize in natural burial options and like caskets, whatever, shrouds. Hmm. You can also do, actually, this is the most expensive of the options usually, is a woven casket with like wicker, seagrass, bamboo, things like that. If you're talented enough, you could weave it yourself. You could. You could. It would probably take forever. Basket weavers out there. If you're a basket weaver, you should probably start selling these because these are on the pricey side. Or you can even be buried and just, this kind of sounds morbid, but you can be buried in just the cardboard caskets that they use to transport the bodies. It's actually a really good option because it breaks down the fastest out of all of these. It's going to decompose the fastest. And well, wouldn't that be free? It might be free. Yeah, it probably is free, actually. If your funeral home is already putting you in one. Yeah, actually, that probably is free. Oh, Hannah, the associate director, was saying that she's had people at, say, their funeral, like if you're doing a home viewing with the body laid out on a couch or whatever, and people can write well well wishes, uh, memories, they can draw on them or she said people who have been on hospice people have come to visit them and then they you know draw on that and then they can be buried in that and it has you know some special meaning to it and it's not just this like sad cardboard thing it's Mm -hmm. actually a really lovely meaningful casket they also allow burials of cremated remains which i was surprised to find out because that's that to me is just kind of interesting Mm mm-hmm I mean, to each their own, personally, if, I mean, personally, I don't want to be cremated, but Mm -hmm. if I was, I'm not sure why I would pay for a plot. So, I I know you brought up the fact that Catholics, or, like, mm -hmm. certain religions, you're allowed to be cremated, but you can't, you have to be, like, all in one place. Right. You could also do a scattering there, like, into the, like, if you wanted to be, have your ashes scattered there. But they make you pay for that? Well, they can do, they can help you with, a, um, like, a memorial. Yeah. So it's, like, I think pretty cheap to just do a scattering. Um, I'm rolling my eyes. To me, right? okay, 
it is illegal to scatter remains, but everybody, like, and their mother does it. Because who's going to stop you? It's two, Oh, it's $250 to scatter. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's a no from me. <laughs> Nar. Nar. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. Okay, I, I, I love this place that we went to. Love it. But this is dumb. I just... I, For yeah. scattering? $250 to scatter? Well, I could just walk there. There was nobody around. Like, literally, mm-hmm. like... I could just come in yeah, with my just- urn and just thrown there and they would never know and they wouldn't get $250 so but then you have to live with if that that's what you want to do when you you're hung up on it out of their pockets right out right out Morgan's roll your eyes yeah I <laughs> took would the not money feel, right out I wouldn't from the preserve ever again but anyway I was kind of surprised a lot to hear they allowed this because like disclaimer um cremation is really also not an environmentally friendly option it releases That's i think we talked point. about this in the beginning that yeah. releases an insane amount of greenhouse, greenhouse gas gases yeah. yeah and uses a lot of fossil fuels it's a lot of things that are just not really great for our mother earth yeah and it can affect the cremation mechanic that's not the right word like <laughs> the cream the cremation the cream, opera- yeah operators. the crematory operators yeah yeah the mechanic the mechanic i like that oh my gosh but yeah, there's a lot, a lot of environmental and you know exposure risks with cremation. But this option is also available to people. Just you know, you never know what people's religious, cultural regulations are, or their traditions are. So this is also an option if you get cremated. You are able to bury the ashes directly in the ground if you want, but if you choose to have an urn, it has to be made of paper, cardboard or unfinished wood i'm sorry i said cardboard i don't know why i wrote cardboard it's not that um out of paper cornstarch or unfinished wood (laughs) i'm sorry cornstarch right no let me show you what these look like they're actually very cool i'm just picturing you know the like the yellow container of the corn on it that you the blue lid that's like in your pantry right now like that's what i'm picturing okay that's what i think of when i think of the uh hmm right it's just kind of so interesting yeah it's just like cornstarch because it biodegrades but it it will hold its shape cardboard well you could do paper or you could find a nice shoebox or you can just literally dump it in there that's fine too so the plots are much bigger than your average plot they are 10 feet by 20 feet that's what it was i kept i kept quoting different sizes today when me and morgan were there i was like oh 10 feet by 14 feet i don't know but they count for tree roots and rocks because you don't i guess they don't really know what they're going to get when they get there in our state ohio the minimum depth you have to be buried at is three and a half feet so they which is actually like the most active soil layer so between three and a half four feet is where they bury people here because they will decompose the fastest most effectively and then after they are buried, um, an 18-inch or more soil mound is placed over the site to prevent smells from getting out and animals from getting in. And it also helps keep heat in to speed up the de- decomposition process. 
and they usually lay like flowers and pine needles over top of it and it just looks really pretty they're huge mounds oh my gosh at, at yeah. first when we saw it, we were thinking this this can't be this must be like the extra dirt from digging mm-hmm. but as we kept going through the the cemetery we're like oh no that that is that's it they're under there families are given gps coordinates um, of their loved one's burial site to make it easier to find this makes a lot of sense because <laughs> these were, I mean, that's the whole point, I think, of mm-hmm. this place. But nothing's, nothing's really that marked at all. Like, not at all. It, it, I mean, the grass is high. I mean, you really are just walking through the overgrown woods in a lot of spots. Mm-hmm. Especially when they were, like, older burial spots. Mm-hmm. The ones that were from this year, like we saw um, quite a few from 23. Those ones are a little bit more cleared out. Mm-hmm. Less growth. But some we were like trekking back into the woods. Yeah. And there were a lot of spots that I still don't know if they're not yet developed or buried yet. Or if mm-hmm. there have been people buried there a long time ago. Yeah. And it's just all overgrown. Like I have no idea. Yeah. I sh- we shouldn't say that there was no marker. Some did have, like, almost like a little tombstone. Yeah, you're allowed but to they have. Weren't... What was the rules around that again? You can have a flat grave marker, and they're nice. It was just like a flat stone marker. It has to be a natural stone, but you can pretty much put whatever you want on it. And there were some really, really pretty unique ones there. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people opt not to have that. You can have a tree. Or some wildflowers at your burial site. Some people choose to make it more natural and just make it part of the landscape that you wouldn't even know you're there, other than the fact that your family has your GPS coordinates, which is kind of cool. So that that was part of the thing is we're like, I don't even know where people are buried. Like we probably walked past or over dozens of people without even knowing. Mm-hmm. I did almost drive over somebody's. We didn't feel too bad walking over them just because it kind of felt like the point of being buried on like a nature preserve is Mm -hmm. to become one with nature and have people commune there naturally, but you were, you were going to freak out if you ran. Yeah. Well, it was just strange because it was, there's a little grass a little grass like area almost it looked almost like a pull-off area because yeah. by the way there's no parking lot you just kind of which a lot of cemeteries don't have like a full parking right. lot but you just kind of have to find somewhere to pull off to the edge of like the gravel road yeah so you're not in the way problem was there's just this like kind of tucked back by the grass there's one singular little headstone after you know, yards and yards of just grass looking like you should park there. And I parked, got out. And I'm like, there's like a literally a headstone right by my wheel. Mm-hmm. So like, sorry. Oops. <laughs> my bad. Oops. But yeah, it was nice. Well, here are the things I liked about it. Okay. It was very peaceful. Mm-hmm. Very natural. It felt like 
honestly felt like it would be a good place to bird watch because of all the mm-hmm. high grass. You stand there and you don't hear any traffic. You just hear nature, the birds, the wind. It was gorgeous. It just felt like a nice place to go on a walk. I've never seen anything like it. I know. Mm-hmm. So at Lakewood Cemetery in Cleveland, Lakeview, I'm sorry, Lakeview Cemetery in Cleveland, we've been, they have a path where they have burials, like headstones in the forest along the path. But this was very different. I think that was kind of what I was expecting. But this is very much so every single burial plot. Like the ones that have been there for a few years, they've got weeds growing on them, grasses, flowers, like they're starting to come back into nature. A lot of these headstones are starting to kind of just be overgrown just a little bit so they're harder to see. So it's really just starting to become part of nature. Yeah, very picturesque. I feel like you could take a picture of this and make it into a puzzle that some old lady would love to put together. That's a really good descriptor, and it's very yeah, true. Yeah, it was just, it was very nice. Yeah. And one of my concerns I was wondering about, even when I was listening to this presentation, was kind of accessibility, because how do you get back there if you have any sort of mobility aid? It's, it's already kind of hard to access if you're, you know, totally normally abled and um, I got injured I went in sandals that's right yeah Morgan did get injured I didn't know I didn't know what to expect right so they don't allow any sort of mowing weed whacking of the sites themselves like the burial sites but they will provide a like path back if you want yeah not the most accessible thing but I guess that's also kind of the nature of it you know getting back to nature but it is a little unfortunate I really don't know what they could do differently, no, to be there's, honest. Yeah, if they want to keep it very natural the way that it is, there's no real way to make it accessible. No. Without ruining kind of the point of the whole thing. Right, exactly. So, I mean, they, they really try to do their best to make it accessible. But I think that's just like something, if you're, if that's something that you're choosing, something to think about mm-hmm. with your family coming to visit. It's like, is accessibility how will you know? You won't. Back, you know, how will you know if somebody loses their mobility? You won't. So. But, you know, if you're like, my spouse already has a mobility aid. Or, you know, my child has a mobility aid. But, yeah, that's the thing. You never know. But anyway, let's get to pricing. Uh, if you pay up front, you'll be spending about... $4,700. For everything? Mm-hmm. I mean, except for also your coffin or whatever. But the thing the thing but is... If you come in the, in the cardboard box, that's free. Right, exactly. The coffin... I mean, whatever. no matter what you choose, coffin-wise, shroud-wise, it's going to be cheaper than the modern yes. metal coffins. You also don't need to pay for embalming. So that's another cost. The body preparation is cheaper. And you also don't have to pay for the concrete vault, which I did not realize is a separate charge. But apparently 
I don't think it's a separate charge, but I think it's just factored into right. the price. It seems to me that part of this expense is also being a part of that conservation mm-hmm. cemetery. So I think maybe if you chose a different green cemetery or a natural burial with like without the embalming, without an expensive coffin, you might end up saving. It might be a little bit cheaper mm-hmm. than that. So I think there's the bottom line is I think there's a lot of options for people to have a greener funeral, to have a more more environmentally friendly burial because you don't have to do all or nothing. You can take you can take parts of it, leave parts of it, anything that you do to, you know, deviate from the normal pollutants, normal waste, whatever is going to is going to help. Yeah, I liked this place. Oh, it was freaking beautiful. I seriously want to be buried there. I, I know. I'm like, I really would love to be buried there. Can we get a discount for talking about? I know. Hey guys, this on our can podcast, we get a discount. Like, I for real, for real want to be buried. There. Yeah, I'm like, it just seems. I mean, you never want to think about yourself not being here anymore, but it seems peaceful. Like, I could just lay down there and just close my eyes and sink into the earth. It's so nice. It's so nice. And just, it, it'd just be amazing for, like, your loved ones to come and just be around nature. And it just, like, seems so healing. And mm-hmm. that sounds so cheesy. But it really is seems so healing. Yeah. And if you're really interested in the preserve and the park aspect of it, since 50% of what you're doing is going towards that, we were looking because we accidentally went to the park first. Mm-hmm. Because the cemetery itself really doesn't have a lot of signage. Like, you could drive by it and never know. Mm -hmm. But they had so much going on there. They had a list of events happening, different educational things happening at the preserve. It seems like they do a lot for the very, very, very small community that they serve. Because it's out in the absolute middle of nowhere. But, uh... I saw some, like, we saw some avid hikers we there. We did, like, yeah. Like, real, like they had the whole sticks. backpack, mm-hmm. big hiking boots. We saw, like, an Amish family going on a walk there. Yeah, it was, it was nice. Just, it was lovely. It's a really beautiful place. So, it seems like they're doing good things for the community, mm-hmm. for, you know, the environment. I just wish there were more of these. Yeah. And not just 10. Not just 10. And as promised, if you are interested in environmentally friendly and sustainable funerals i have some people to check out first of all we talked about um the recompose company okay so it's at recompose recompose life on instagram or just check out their website um i think it's just recompose.com there is at order good so it's order the good death um, Caitlin, I'm sure, I feel like everyone knows who Caitlin Doty is. It, um, she's a, this is um, an organization that she is a part of. And that's at Order Good Death on Instagram. And they are basically just focused on changing the whole death industry in general, making it more affordable, making it more accessible, environmentally friendly, um, equitable, things like that. They rock. And there's at the the Modern Mortician. Uh, so she's 
at the underscore modern underscore mortician. She rocks. She talks a lot about green natural burials. And then finally, there's Lauren the mortician. You've probably heard of her because she comes on and anytime someone does something like dangerous, she tells you why they're going to die and not to do it because she's seen so much (laughs) as a um, mortician. So it's at Lauren period the period mortician. So these are all people to follow. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at official underscore plot twist pod. Music is courtesy of Matthew Modena and our resources are in the show notes.